to the Ladies of the Chains podcast. I am Becca Kephart, and I'm very excited to be here in the studio today with my friends and very frequent card mates, Lupe Harada and Desiree Poth. And we've got a bunch of fun stuff to talk about today. Before we get into that, we are going to be doing, I've mentioned before, a monthly drawing for our Patreon supporters. So you just have to be a Patreon supporter for as little as a dollar a month, and that enters you into that monthly giveaway. And I did random.org earlier today, and our monthly winner is Haley Malkzon. And you win a Ladies of the Chains t-shirt. So Kaylee, I'll be reaching out to you to get your shirt size and your address. We'll get that sent out to you. So Desiree, this is your first time on the podcast. It is. It's very exciting. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, how you came to disc golf and your background in disc golf? I came to disc golf about six years ago from my friend, uh, Brian Douglas. He took me and my husband out because he had just moved to the Kansas City area from Southern California. Oh, right on. So yeah. he's a big Southern California disc golfer. And he took us out to Waterworks for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Crazy, isn't it? And, and, you, and you kept playing? Yes. <laughs> yes. I like woods, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and hills. Mm-hmm. And um, he gave us a disc each and we played the course. We only played 10 holes that first time. Nice. With one disc? Yes. One Very disc. Very cool. T- yeah. You know, 10 holes, one disc. And kind of got hooked on it from there there on in. We would go after work yeah. and play with him. Awesome. And tell us a little about your sports background, because it's really interesting and unique. <laughs> yes, I grew up playing ice hockey. Yeah, you did. And I mostly played on boys' teams. So um, playing with women, it wasn't until <laughs> I was in high school before I played with women. Mm-hmm. And it is so different. Yeah, I bet. But at the same time, like, you form closer relationships and it's just it's so much fun yeah so but you played collegiate women's hockey and you you knew like people on the olympic team (laughs) and and all that because it's kind of a small world of women's yes yes um i uh played for two years um and i got in a car accident and that ended my career but Mm. it's just amazing the It's it's definitely a similar program to disc golf where it's a growing sport. Okay. And it's taken a long time for it to grow as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, hockey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to our first segment that we always start with, what you've been discing, where each one of us shares one thing disc golf related that you are excited about. So Lupe, what you got? I'm excited about uh, spring summer league starting up again. Yeah. Starts tomorrow. And yeah. uh, tomorrow's the first week it starts in the Kansas City area. Kicking it off, Divas are mm-hmm. playing at Rosedale, so ladies' night out at yeah. Rosedale Park. Definitely be there, be square. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah, definitely. Does what you got. Well, I wish I was going to Divas tomorrow night, but I will be at Rosedale, but I'm doing Corporate Challenge. Yeah. Um, with my Corporate Challenge team, we're still playoffs in practice. Cool. Awesome. We'll get into how that all works yes. here in a minute, because I have no idea, and I'm really excited <laughs> to talk about it. So for me, this will kind of start off as a bummer, but will end happy and make for a really great segue. So Lupe and I played the Lawrence Open yesterday, and the weather was total garbage because every (laughs) tournament that the three of us have played so far this year has been, the weather's just been awful. But I guess to be fair, it's still just the end of March here in the Midwest, and maybe I'm like asking for too much, but 
Hopefully the weather will get better. And at some point, I'm going to play a tournament with dry discs. I don't know when that will be, but I believe. (laughs) So the first round, we had lots of just constant precipitation. It was snow and rain and mix and Lord knows what. And uh, But it was really fun. And it was really cool because we had a full card of five women. And the other three women on our card I had never played with before. So that was really exciting. Um, Really, really cool. And uh, yeah, then... Went through the break, went through lunch, everything was fine. And then the second round, I got on the tee pad to uh, tee off for the second round. Like, my vision got a little weird and I got a little dizzy and, like, just started feeling really woozy and strange. (laughs) And, like, I have different theories about exactly what was going on, but basically my body was like, you're done. So unfortunately I had a DNF, which was a super bummer because I was really, really excited to play the the second round. And like I was telling y'all earlier, like, I like two round tournaments um, on the same day because I like to go back and like try to get the holes I missed, you know, and like you can make adjustments and and hopefully do some things better and things like that. So I feel like, I don't know, like I'm lacking closure on some of those holes, but hopefully I will get back there for a tournament again because that was out at Centennial in Lawrence and I, I love that course. But anyway... So I went back to my car, got hydrated and, you know, got home and and was totally fine. But the good news is that kind of renews um, earlier this year, I was I was doing a better job of kind of taking care of myself and and doing some exercising and and things like that. And like, I'm not totally out of shape or anything, but I, I want to get into better shape because I don't want that to be limiting for me to play disc golf because that sucks like I don't want just not feeling well to get in the way of of doing this thing I love so I downloaded the uh, disc golf strong app the the week it came out and it's been really really cool Um, so it's got exercise programs in it and it's all geared for disc golf and like I've never been really great about consistently working out on my own, but like having a program that I know is specifically geared towards disc golf and what I want to do is really cool. And it's, it's really, um, I don't want to say it's easy, but it it is like (laughs) most of the workouts you get to the end and it's like, boy, I don't feel like I did anything. And then you walk up the stairs like, oh, cool. I did something because I am super (laughs) sore. Um, So there's just a lot, a lot in there. And uh, I'm not the only one that feels this way. Uh, When we did our listener survey at the end of last season, um, that was something that was requested was more workout tips and things like that. And uh, so the good news is I reached out to Seth Muncy, who uh, runs Disc Golf strong and he's gonna record some tips for us and uh, we're gonna have some segments with him that will give us some some good ideas of of what to do so i'm i'm really excited to have those for you so we're gonna take a quick break and when we take come back we'll have that disc golf strong tip with seth muncie Ladies First Disc Golf is the most comprehensive retailer for women's disc golf needs. With over 50 five-star reviews on Google and Facebook, listen to what their customers have to say. Veronica B says, I love the selection they have. Discs popular with women can be hard to find, but not here. I love the t-shirts and hoodies. I live in them. Nikki N says, I love every product I've gotten from LFDG. Customer service is fantastic and fast shipping. If you are looking for stylish and comfortable disc golf apparel and discs for women disc golfers of all skill levels, Ladies First Disc Golf has your needs covered. For Ladies of the Chains listeners, we're offering an exclusive 20% off discount on your next order of $19 or more. Visit ladiesfirstdiscgolf.com and use code LOTC20 at checkout. 
Hey everyone, this is Seth from Disc Golf Strong. I really want to thank Becca and the Ladies of the Chains podcast for inviting me on to share some health and fitness tips with all of you to help you play strong and healthy, resilient, injury-resistant disc golf as much as you want and for as long as you want. So in this first uh, tip, I want to share with you something that is so simple, so effective, you can do right now, you can do it anytime, anywhere, you don't need any special equipment, and I promise if you do it consistently, it's going to have a positive impact on both your health and your performance. What is it? Learning to breathe properly. Now, you may be thinking, well, you know, I breathe, what, what's what's the big deal? I didn't realize there is an improper way of breathing. Well, there is. But we have two different, two main ways that we can breathe. We can breathe with our belly using our diaphragm muscle, or we can breathe into our chest using accessory muscles. So muscles on our neck and our chest and our shoulders and our upper back to elevate the rib cage to draw air in. Well, when we're born, we're born as belly breathers. And that's important. When we are resting and digesting, we call it, we should be belly breathing. And belly breathing helps us rest and digest. The other way, the chest breathing, that's a stress breathing pattern. That's our secondary breathing pattern. Well, we are meant to do that only when we need to fight or flight something. Okay, so if we're trying to run away from something or we have to, you know, we're pushing off an attack or something or that's that's where we get in a stress response and we breathe up into our chest using our neck muscles and our chest and upper back muscles to help get a lot of oxygen fast. Well, that's not where we should live, but that's unfortunately where most of us live on a daily basis. We breathe primarily through our chest. We're always under stress. So. We breathe approximately 17,000 to 23,000 times a day. Well, if you're doing chest breathing 17,000 to 23,000 times a day as as your dominant way of breathing, all those muscles of the neck, the chest, the upper back, the shoulders, they're not designed to to tighten and and relax 17 to 23,000 times a day. So they get chronically tight and chronically short and they put us out of position and, you know, make us tight and, and, and can really have a negative impact on our performance, our health. Uh, it can, chest breathing has been shown to, uh, it's, it's a more shallow way of breathing. It's been shown to increase in, uh, levels of anxiety and stress and cortisol in the body. So we want to move towards a more belly breathing pattern. We should only chest breathe when we need to, and that is not very often. So if you're stuck in a chest breathing pattern like most of us are, you can go back to that belly breathing pattern. Just take some time and some consistency and and some work on it. So how do you do it? I just want you to take one to five minutes a day. If one minute is all you have, that's okay. Start where you are and you can always work your way up. If five minutes isn't long enough, you want to keep going more, you can do this. You can do this in your car. You can do it in a more meditative state where you say you're on a yoga mat and you're doing meditation. You can do it on the course. What I want you to do is I want you to take one hand. I want you to put it up on your collarbones. I want to put one hand on your belly. I want you to put your tongue against the roof of your mouth. That helps stimulate your diaphragm muscle and encourage belly breathing. So tongue against the roof of your mouth, mouth closed. And I want you to breathe in through your nose. And I want you to breathe down into your belly. So you're going to feel your hand that's on your belly start to expand. Now, if you feel your chest expanding first, that is a more chest dominant breathing pattern that you're kind of in right now. So try to... 
Get that breath in through your nose, into the belly. It's okay if your chest expands. I want your chest to expand, but I want it to expand secondary. So imagine that the air is start is filling from the bottom up. It starts down in your pelvis and your lower abdomen, and the air fills all the way up. And then you start feeling your ribs expanding, but your, your neck muscles shouldn't be tightening, your chest muscles, your upper back muscles, those should stay nice and loose. And then fully exhale. You can exhale through your nose or you can exhale through your mouth. And then go back in and out. And you can start adding a count to it where you're breathing in for four to six seconds. Hold that breath in for four to six seconds and then breathe out for about four to six seconds. And do that for one to five minutes. You can do it longer. You can do it uh, shorter. Whatever works best for you. Just try to stay consistent with it and you'll, your body will feel better. Your performance will improve uh, as, long as, you st- as long as you keep with it. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, if you want to learn any more, you can go to the Disc Golf Strong uh, app. I have an app you can download on your phone, Apple or Android, and there's videos in there about breathing and other, and other great videos that will help improve your performance. Thank you again to Becca and the Ladies of the Chains podcast. I really enjoyed this. I really look forward to the next one. Have a great day. Train disc golf strong. Play disc golf strong. And we're back with our segment, What Would You Throw? And this week, we're looking at hole 10 from the Throwdown the Mountain tournament that happened last week in Florida. And both uh, Terry Miller, the disc golf guy, and Jomez were out there. So there's actually like six different clips of this hole (laughs) over all the rounds, which is super cool. Um, And I don't know why I found this hole really intriguing. I will say like watching the coverage from this tournament, like was a little terrifying for me. Like there's some holes that I'm like, I don't even know. Like I would be so scared to lose all of my discs. Um, But for some reason, this hole stood out to me. I think it's neat to see some, some more wooded holes. I was watching uh, some Texas state stuff today too. Just, uh, I haven't played wooded golf in a while. I haven't watched wooded golf in a while. It's it's cool to start seeing it again. So anyway, hole 10. This hole like tore up the guy pros. <laughs> so I'm going to give like my dream approach. If the wind is right and I hit my line and all is well in the world, recognizing that, you know, if everybody but Paul Macbeth was like just getting kicked off the fairway to Lord knows where that I'm probably not going to pure it, but I'm going to try. So off the tee, there's a disc that I have just really fallen in love with. Um, and I actually threw it a whole bunch yesterday, like way more than I thought I was going to, because I'm still kind of figuring out how it works in the wind, but that's a fission Tesla. And this disc is kind of bananas. Uh, One of the things I really like about MVP, and to be fair, like I haven't really thrown enough brands to know how much this is the same in other brands, but uh, MVP discs that are stable tend to stay stable even in lighter weights, which is really cool. Because like, man, this Vision Tesla is like 146 grams or something. It's crazy light. That's really light. Yeah. And like I would normally be, again, like pretty freaked out to throw it in wind. Um, But it tends to stay super straight for me. I don't get a lot of turn on it, but I can still throw it pretty well. I definitely have to finesse it. Like I don't, I probably don't throw crazy max power on it. Um, But one of the things that I I like about it, and this is more about me than like the disc itself, but it was like the only disc I could get to stay low yesterday. And I feel like for whatever reason, I think it feels comfortable 
comfortable in my hand and I, I can just release it low. And that's what you really need on this hole is like a low straight shot. So that's what I would attempt off the tee. <laughs> and then if everything worked out, because gosh, I think it's only like 360 feet, then hopefully I, I again can use my proxy for my approach shot. Um, I've talked about the proxy a lot already, but it's it's just a very shapeable, easy to throw disc. Um, if I'm a little bit farther away, I'm probably reaching for my uh, Axiom Theory because it's an understable mid that again is is really great for the woods. It's it's super shapeable, and then I putt with Plasma Envies, which reminds me, <laughs> you should go check out Lupe and Mai's <laughs> newest episode of Lupe and Becca Throw Discs that we released last week on YouTube, where we talk about our putters. Anyway. Des, what would you do? So I was looking at this hole, and it actually kind of reminded me of a combination if you jam together hole number three at Rosedale and hole 16 at Rosedale. Mm, like, they yeah, have yeah. similar challenges, yeah. like, if you would jam them together. Okay. So uh, this week, I've been um, playing a lot with a new disc as well. It's um, my DD Maverick. It's a oh, yeah. Fusion. Okay. And... It just is super straight and it stays low. Even when I had, I totally had a moment where I know I did an ole yeah. in my throw, <laughs> but it actually flattened out and stayed lower. And I made it through 16. Nice. So, yeah. so that's what I think I would throw off off the tee here for this one. I, I think that one is definitely the one that would be a, a consistent shot through there. Yeah. And then... Um, I was thinking, hopefully I'm not hitting that tree right. that I immediately saw in the video. Because for some reason, I, oh, yeah. I see that tree and I'm just going to throw it at it. So hopefully I don't hit that tree and I've gone <laughs> past it. And then I'm hoping that my upshot would be my Innova Rock 3. Yeah. It's my go-to right yeah, now for my upshot. Really well. yeah. And I just love it to death. And yep. it's, it's straight when I want it to be straight. If I need to curve it from either side... I'm I'm there. That's what I like. Yeah. I like that it's my steady go-to. And then hopefully my putts with my new deputy. It's my mm. new favorite putter okay. right now. Okay. So you're now team deputy. <sighs> I am. Although I love my Captain America warden. Yes. So I yes. go back and forth between the two. Go team warden. I yeah, know. I, was I say, know. Lupe wants to bring you back to team warden. <laughs> I like both of them. Yeah. That's, no, fair. that's all right. That's fair. Yeah. All right, Lupe, what would you throw? Um, I would throw my C-Line MD. Oh, my yeah. C-Line oh, yeah. MD is one disc that I really love to throw on lines that need to be dead straight. Mm -hmm. um, I have a real tendency to over hyzer. Like my natural release is a hard hyzer. So mm -hmm. that disc is, it's really hard for me to turn it over because I don't have that natural anhyzer yeah. line. Yeah. So it goes dead straight for right me, on. which I appreciate because I can't <laughs> anhyzer to save my life. Um <laughs> And um, for my approach shot, definitely go with a BT harp, a mm -hmm. BT medium mm -hmm. harp, yep. because it tends to bounce less than a BT soft, but still sticks to the ground. And there's nothing I hate more than having her disc just slide down the hill. Right. right. <laughs> and it just seems that disc is that um, that shot is a little precarious. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And of course, I'm putting with classic hard wardens Yay. because, again, go team warden. <laughs> And I think that's really smart. Like, probably if I was throwing that hole in competition, I'm probably going to disc down. I yeah. may even throw oh, yeah. a putter off the tee, because again, if it kicks, it's not going to go as far. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But since I'm just daydreaming anyway, <laughs> we'll go with a driver. Okay, awesome, guys. So we now come to our discussion topic. And, 
you know, we talked a little bit about how Desiree was introduced to disc golf uh, through a friend, um, but then you you uh, experienced Kansas City Corporate Challenge, and I think that really kind of drove your love for the sport. And then Lupe, you like originally came to disc golf through the Corporate Challenge. Is that correct? That's a hundred percent correct. Right. So, uh, Lupe, can you kind of describe what the Kansas City Corporate Challenge is and how it works? Yeah, so the Kansas City Corporate Challenge is the first and largest corporate games in the U.S. Um, Over 220 companies in the Kansas City metro area come together and host these games. Um, It started in 1980, and this year is actually its 40th anniversary game. That's cool. Um, And these games happen from April to June. Uh, Disc golf is one of the first events that opens up the season. And it closes off with like swimming, I think. Mm -hmm. So there's so many different sports, so many different events. And I think over 33,000 people participated last year alone. So that's almost like twice the amount of people that participate in the actual Olympics for the U.S., (laughs) which is hilarious. (laughs) But fun fact. Um, So, yeah, so I play typically... Uh, disc golf and softball so those are my two events for for the corporate challenge but I also volunteer because um, they give you the option to be a volunteer Mm -hmm. as uh, to support your team and to just support the event that doubles a little bit as a charity Um, every year they pick a charity to donate funds Mm -hmm. to last year it was the special olympics of the Kansas City metro area And they took a portion of the registration fee that each company pays. I'm not sure how much that yeah. is, but I believe uh, we gave about $27,000 nice. to the Special Olympics of Kansas City last year. That's awesome. So can you participate in as many or as few of the sports as you want? Yes. So as long as you can play or as long as you have the willingness to play in many okay. cases, you can play as many events as you want. Okay. So Des, can you explain to me... I know there's like different divisions then within each sport itself and how that works. So the actual competition is all tiered from A to, I believe it's now K. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of companies. So, and then from each of those divisions is broken out companies based on the number of associates that each of the companies have. And then those those teams then compete against each other. Okay. So it's not just everybody competing. You're competing t- against uh, companies of similar size. Okay. So it's it's a size thing more than like a, a skill thing. Like are there um, – do you have to do – why can't I think of the word right now? <laughs> <laughs> the, the words. Um, Try out. Yeah. Like do you have to do yeah. like qualifiers and things like that? So or there are no qualifiers okay. and it's split off by size because I'm assuming the larger the company is, the more likely they are to have someone who has that skill. Okay. Yeah. Or they're more sense. likely to be able to participate in more events and therefore they need to be matched up with other companies around okay. the same size. And it's it's all doubles, is that correct? For the disc golf? Yes. yes. For okay. men and women, it's a doubles best shot. Okay, awesome. And have you both had like the same doubles partner every year or have you grabbed different people? Like how has that gone for you? So I've played the last three years. Um, I've had the same partner twice okay. and I had a different partner last year. Okay. And do you have a new partner this year? No, I have my the same partner I had the last few, uh, sorry, the 
two years prior to last. Oh, okay. Yeah. Awesome. And what about you, Des? I've had the same partner for the last three years. And then prior to that, there was another woman in our association that was my partner. And then before that, my current partner was my partner. (laughs) And so on. Awesome. Sometimes you just have to ask around who's willing to hang out with you on one day. Yeah. And that was kind of going to be my next question then. So how does, how do you approach that? Because I think your, your partners play some competitive disc golf, but maybe not as much as you do. So was it like an opportunity to be like, hey, I like this sport. Do you maybe want to try it with me? Or, Or how did that go? I'm pretty sure my partner would love to play more disc golf. Mm. Just her natural job at our at our work gotcha. just like yeah. keeps her away from being able to do okay. as much as she would like. So is it something she already knew about or like when you first started playing together? She started playing because of Corporate Challenge. Okay. Yeah. So. Right on. So my partner, um, the first one I had, she actually was just told by her brother to show up this one day because her brother (laughs) was helping coordinate a lot. They both worked at the same company. So he was helping coordinate and said, hey, we need a woman to play for disc golf. You're going to go. Okay. And he's a really good disc golfer and he was on the men's team. Yeah. So he just said, here, take these and go. That's awesome. (laughs) And, um, And then... Um, she had a partner and then the following year her partner couldn't play so one of the other guys on the men's team just said hey can can you play because he knew that I already played softball and was signed up anyway you have to be signed up by a certain date and have been working with the company by a certain time so you can't just like contract someone (laughs) right Right. recruit like a a ringer or whatever um so lupe when you learned about disc golf through corporate challenge had you played at all at that point did you know what it was no he had to explain to me what disc golf was nice Nice. Yeah. And so since you kind of had that softball background, though, it probably was like a natural fit that you at least kind of knew. Yeah, I at least knew that I could throw. Yeah. So that's that's a plus in disc golf. And that actually helped me with my forehand because it was a very yeah. natural motion. Um, and I play first, so I'm constantly throwing mm-hmm. like other bases. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so then how did you find out about the disc golf divas? Was it at the corporate challenge or was it just afterwards so it was at corporate challenge it was the year i started playing i think it was 2016 and ronda was out there Mm -hmm. she had a a table with a flyer saying hey if you like this come play we're we're here every monday or sunday i think i forget which what time it was um, but yeah, that's how I found out about Divas. And it took me a year before I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm going to go. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember. Because I think I was there for your, maybe not your first, but pretty close yeah. to the, your first Sunday out there. And that's how we met. And what about you, Des? How did you kind of get hooked up with the, the Divas after Corporate Challenge? So it was actually my partner who mm-hmm. played Diva Fiva in 15. And then the following year, after we got done with Corporate Challenge, she convinced me to sign yeah. up for Diva yeah. Fever in 16. And that's actually when I played on a card with Becca. Yep. Oh, that's yeah. when we met. Yeah. Yep. And we had the same bag. So that's we kind did. of <laughs> a good segue that we'll get to here. In a um, but yeah, I just, I think this is such an incredible thing that I would love to see emulated in other places mm-hmm. like I'm the logistics of it are huge right to oh, do yeah. something yes. as, as big it's... as what corporate challenges here but that idea that you know there's corporate softball leagues all over the country mm-hmm. and things like that why not disc golf I mean I think it's a it's a natural fit in that kind of like softball you know anybody can play it even more so I would say right yeah mm-hmm. um but it, it I think it's a cool way to to get more people involved in the sport and more women involved in the sport I think there's a lot of possibilities there um, for for other places to do. 
So yeah, I agree. And like, I know that our corporate challenge is constantly adding new events. So if you mm-hmm. have one near you, or you have one that you already participate in, definitely send them an email and see if they can add disc golf to yeah. the li- uh, to the lineup. I know we literally just added what is it pickleball last yeah. year? Pickleball was added. Like, like the rage. Man. What is pickleball? <laughs> but you know what? We have yeah. it. So there's that. Yeah. Horseshoes. You want to play anything that you can hold a beer in one hand and play with the other? <laughs> they'll they'll add it. Just ask for right it. On. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay, so that brings us to our kind of second topic of the week here, and that's building your bag. And I'm really excited to talk about this topic. And I, I want to say kind of from the get-go, there's a lot of good knowledge out there. There's a lot of guidance, which I think some people are really hungry for. But like, don't get down on yourself if you throw a T-bird 150 feet and you love your T-bird and it's your favorite disc, that's fine. <laughs> like, you know, we, we will give you some things that we've done right and some things that we've done wrong. But, you know, the most important thing is to find the discs that you really like to throw. And, you know, you're if you are trying to progress in disc golf, your bag is going to go through a bunch of different evolutions and mm-hmm. that it's going to be constantly changing. And, and that's okay, too. Let's start with... Uh, what kind of bag that we each use. As I just mentioned, it was really funny because like it was so great because at my first um, Diva Spring Fever, like I really didn't know anybody. I I had come to leagues, but I was so like just overwhelmed and like, I don't even know what's happening. And the second round, uh, Des and I were on the same card and we had the same bag. So I was like, oh, hi, we have the same bag. How's it going? Yeah, we- <laughs> and, so, and neither of us carry that bag anymore because it was very no. small. It was very, very, very small. Very small. I think it, it's like the little fade. I think it's like called a lunch bag, box yeah. bag or something in it. I don't even remember. I think it held like eight discs and like one water bottle. And it wasn't even big enough to hold an Nalgene. And it was no, it was it was very small. Are you guys talking about the Crunch Bag? That's yes. the one? I yes. love that bag. Yeah. I have it in Blueberry still. Yeah. I, I still have it. Yep. My my daughter uses it, but she's four years old. So, it's so it's old, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and maybe not for tournament play. Yeah. It's yeah, not no. great. It's probably not the best bag for tournaments but, at all. So... Lupe, what bag do you use and why? So I currently use the Dynamic Disc Commander, and I actually bought it from the KCDD store yeah. um, the first summer it came out. Okay. Um, I bought it specifically for the Mac uh, back in 2016. And to me, it's a great bag, especially for someone who's playing tournaments casually. I know that a lot of pros use it mm-hmm. in actual tournament play. Um, they're bigger tournaments, but it holds easily 20-plus discs. Mm-hmm. Um, has two large side pockets, two uh, water bottle pockets that are slightly insulated, which yeah. is great, especially if all you carry are yeah. now jeans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and it has two little side pockets that aren't like super big, but I think in the newer versions they're a little bit bigger. Um, but yeah, to me it's a great it's a great bag. It's not as padded in the back as a Ranger bag or right. any other one of the big you know yeah. um, pound or mm-hmm. grip, but. Definitely a great bag, still in good shape, I would yeah. say. So fast forward to 2019, and Des and I are still using the same bag <laughs> as each other, not the same bag as before. Um, but you use you use a couple different bags, Des. So why don't you talk about your bag choices? Yeah, so um, I was using a Latitude 64 Luxury E3 mm-hmm. bag. Um, I love it. I really do love that bag. Yeah. It can hold like everything you ever needed yeah. with you, but it was heavy. Yeah. And particularly when we were playing in the rain, 
it just got heavier. Yeah. Even though I had the rain flap and everything on it, it just was too heavy. So at the MAC last year, we ended up getting bags as part of our players' pack. Mm-hmm. And both Beck and I looked at each other and went, this is really light. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to use this. Yep. And that just happened to be the Latitude 64 core bag. Yep. And we also both got it in blue. Yeah. <laughs> Back to it. Yeah. <laughs> Destiny. <laughs> and I... I love that bag. It is just so light. Yeah. It um, currently holds for me about 20 discs, mm-hmm. which is pretty good size selection oh, yeah. of discs. And it's got a nice top pocket that you can fit your your sweater in or anything that you're carrying. I, I mean, I even include my big wallet in there. So it's still got really good storage yeah. space up yeah. above. And then two side pockets that you could either use as a bottle holder or, you know, your knickknacks for, for disc golf. Yeah. So, frequent listeners to the show and watchers of Lupe and Becca Throw Discs (laughs) will know that my love for MVP knows almost no bounds, and I do love MVP very, very much. However, their kind of early run of bags, they've got this one called the Voyager Slim that um, my mother-in-law bought for me for my birthday a couple years ago, and I was really stoked because it was my first real bag, you know? (laughs) It replaced the crunch bag, and I was like, oh boy. And there's a lot of things I like about that bag. But it is very, very heavy. And I just didn't know. I was like, bags are heavy. It's fine. And bless my poor caddy at the Diva Fever last year because the Diva <laughs> Fever is an amazing event where you can ask for a caddy. And we have all these amazing, wonderful volunteers in Kansas City. But my poor caddy, man, like he just was like, really? <laughs> you know, like, I was like, is that not normal? It's like, you got rocks in here. I'm like, no, just discs, thanks. Um <laughs> So anyway, as 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 Desiree said, like when we got those Latitude sixty four core bags, like the at the Mac was another tournament of terrible weather the second and third days, and it was really nice to have a light bag. Yes. You know, I before then I was kind of debating, do I want to get a cart because again, my bag was just so heavy, and I don't want to waste physical exertion with carrying my bag, but. I don't really want to deal with a cart either. I've been in enough rounds with, you know, other people love carts and like power to them. I think there's a lot to be said for it, but I very am now firmly in the camp that I don't want a cart. I don't want to mm-hmm. deal with it. Um, and I keep toying with the idea of getting a different bag for the summer. Cause the only thing I'm a little worried about with the core bag is like having enough room for all my stuff. And I do like to carry a lot of drinks with me. Um, during the summer to stay hydrated. But what I switched to last year is actually carrying a, a double insulated water bottle, not in my bag, because then it's not on my back. And I just carry it in my left hand from hole to hole. So I think it's I think it's going to be fine. And I think, honestly, I'm just going to stick with that bag. Uh, we'll talk about it here in a minute, but I've kind of been reducing the molds that I carry anyway. And so it helps me kind of stay focused on what discs do I really, really need? The only thing I could see potentially being a little rough is if I play a tournament where I expect to lose multiple discs, yeah. <laughs> which I don't really generally sign up for those. Um, like I always have replacement discs in my car, but if there's something you know actually on the course that then I'm super bummed that I have to play the rest of the round without, there's that. But I don't even foresee ever needing to carry that much because I've, I've reduced my molds, so. Back talk, good times. Okay, so let's let's kind of start with putters because that's where everybody starts, and we can talk kind of about the evolution of of 
what putters we carry and, and what we would recommend. Um, so I threw a lot of putters <laughs> over the last two and a half years. <laughs> I probably spent more money on putters than anything else. And I'm not really entirely sure why. Like we talked about in our video, like it's such a personal thing. So like finding what fits your hand. And I just love plasma envies. And I have just decided that I'm going to live into that. And it's fine. <laughs> like, they are a premium plastic from MVP. But the disc feels great in my hand. It lands in the basket more often than not from where, you know, distances that it should. So I'm just going to stick with that. And I'm not going to stray from it. Like even through last season, I was trying it in different plastics. I tried the electron envy and all this other stuff. But like, Gives me joy <laughs> using that putter. And then uh, practicing last year for the Mac with Desiree, I have a, a, a soft neutron proxy. And this is why it's good to like practice with other people and have disc golf friends because she was <laughs> like, you know, Becca, that putter has more glide to it. And I think you should be using that more often when you're putting. And she was totally right. So I anything from <laughs> distance, any Annie putts, anything like that, I'm, I'm using that yellow disc and it works really well. And then for uh, throwing putters, and here's the thing, right? Like everybody's like, you should throw putters first. You should throw putters first. And they are absolutely right. You should throw putters first. It's going to help you with your form. However, if I don't think like, maybe for a new person who's just starting to get excited about disc golf, like for me, if I would have ran into somebody and they're like, oh, you can only throw putters now. I might've been really sad because I'm like, I want to throw drivers and I'll throw these <laughs> fun discs and that's totally okay. But throw you some putters. It's, there's really nothing else for it in terms of developing form and figuring out how discs work. And I'm still learning very, very much, um, but I throw envies and, and proxies as well. So, all right, Lupe, what is in your putter arsenal? <laughs> It's all wardens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, um, my main putters, and like I said in the loop and Becca throw discs, yeah. classic hard wardens have been pretty much the only discs that I've ever putted with. When I first started um, with Corporate Challenge, my friend Brian gave me a handful of discs mm -hmm. and one putter, and it was a classic hard warden. Yeah. It was a 2014 Mac. Uh, no, sorry, Trilogy Challenge. I think it was like the first time they came out or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, right on. They were so, so solid. And I just love that putter. Yep. To this day, I still have it. I actually nice. bought it off That's of him. Awesome. That's awesome. And if anybody has some out there, let me know. I will buy them off of you. I will take them off your hands. Um, but yeah, so that's my that's my putting putter. Mm -hmm. um, I've never felt comfortable putting with like... Uh, the medium or the soft it just doesn't have that yeah. hit that I like but I will throw I will if it's really windy I might just put with this hybrid warden that I got a few years mm -hmm. ago from the Mac um, and that one's pretty good it's a it's a hand die stamp so it's really nice and pretty <laughs> but off the tee I will throw my um, my Dymax yeah. laser kitty yep. disc um, <laughs> and other putter a harp yeah. I love BT Absolutely. medium harps and I also have uh, VIP harps and tournament harps, which I, I switch back. Um, I switch them in and out just because sometimes I don't see the point in having both of the plastics. I'll just pick one or the other or neither. I'll just stick to BT medium or BT soft. Yeah. What about you, Des? So I started off in with an Innova AVR 
and then I like that dusk and everything. Um, I find it to be a little big. Mm-hmm. So I actually ended up switching to an of a NX Nova. Yeah, you did. And I I still use that one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of in timeout though right now because <laughs> last last year it was giving me some problems, yeah. but it's still in my bag. Yeah. And I like to throw it. Um, I like to throw it more than I like yeah. to putt with it. I'm starting to figure out. Yeah. Uh, and then I also have. Um, a Dimax, Captain America, right. Fusion Warden. <laughs> Go Team Warden. I know. I, I like it for upshots when I need it for upshots. Occasionally, I'll putt with it. A lot of times, it's my hold my beer shot yeah. putter. <laughs> They're uh, nice and beefy. I they really are. like yeah. them. It, it gets through those trees really yep. good. Um, but then my go-to right now that I'm really, really enjoying is my um, classic a deputy that we got from the Mac. I I yeah. love the feel of it. It's the smaller diameter. It's similar to the Nova in the size. And I'm just finding the flight pattern is a little bit more to my putting style oh, yeah. that I like right. a lot more. Awesome. And I think you just hit it on the nose. So the, the kind of conclusive advice I would say for, for putters is to find something you like the flight pattern of and barring all else, get something that's a little overstable and get something that's a little understable. Because mm-hmm. um, they know a lot of the pros too from distance uh, will putt with something maybe a little bit more understable or just if you need that Annie shot, you know, that Annie putt that you have something you can feel really comfortable with. But lots of people just use the one putter from anything inside 60 feet mm-hmm. regardless of the situation. And that's mm-hmm. totally fine too. Okay, let's talk mids. Yay, mids. (laughs) Desiree, why don't you get started? Well, this is a category that I've been trying to expand out Mm -hmm. of because my my go-to, if the conditions are nice out, is my Innova Champion Atlas. And it's been my go-to for a long time. And I'm trying to work other discs in, like Mm -hmm. The Rock. Mm -hmm. It's been a new one this this last season that I really worked into my bag. Um, I used... Uh, I love the ch- I love the Atlas. I even would use it in a pinch for putting. Like in the wind, I liked it for putting in the wind because it's a little beefier, mm-hmm. so it'll it'll hold in the wind a little bit better. And then, like I said, I worked in the Rock Three last year, and I'm really enjoying it this mm-hmm. season. I I think I had a better round when I played Carolyn's Dirty Water a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. Because it was windy, it really held in the oh, wind, yeah. and it was so oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Like it, it, it's all I used for mid range that that week. And then uh, the last tournament I played with Lupe um, when we were at the DD RV, <laughs> I was telling her I need to work in more mid ranges, and I'm looking for a stable, more mm-hmm. stable mid range to work in there as well. So she um, talked me into a suspect, yeah. and I've thrown it a few times, yeah. and I like it. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to try to work it into the bag for the remainder of the season. But right now, the rock's my go-to. Right on. Right on. What about you, Lupe? So I throw uh, a few different mids. Um, I throw the MD, which I love in a C-line plastic. All my, my in any Innova disc or any Dismania disc that I have, I always prefer C-line to S-line for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I throw a MD for my dead straight shots, an MD3 for my sort of stable shots, and an MD4 for my really overstable yeah. shots. 
but I have put ba- put in. Uh, I used to throw a fuse for mm-hmm. my understable shots, but the patrol kicked it out yeah. completely. Yeah. Um, I love the fuse. Don't get me wrong; it's a great disc. But the patrol just has that shallow rim, dead uh, understable. Oh, yeah. I l- adore that disc. Yeah, you're throwing the patrol awesome. Yeah. yeah, and I have a warship, which mm-hmm. it's at that. P- uh, speed range it's a six so it's almost to the driver um it's really nice and straight with a slight hook mm-hmm. to the left at the end if i am a, am a right hand backhand thrower or if i'm in the woods i will forehand it so that it gives me a slight right turn yeah so cool. i really like the warship awesome so i throw an mvp matrix and an axiom theory end of list no (laughs) No, I really do love that combo I admittedly I'm trying I want to spend some time this season getting more comfortable with the theory and throwing it better it's it's very understable Uh, and then the matrix is more overstable and uh, I have it in two different plastics a neutron and a proton and the proton's a little bit more overstable for me. I would say probably there's maybe a hole in my bag for like a more overstable mid, like something a little more intense. But this new uh, uh, MVP entropy putter, actually, that's coming out. That's going to be kind of harp-like. I'm hoping we'll just like fill that place. <laughs> there's nothing like a harp. I know. Nothing. I know. I know. But I'm still super, super excited about it because like... The deflector and like some of the more super overstable mid ranges, just I haven't really found anything that I connect with and that I feel like I throw very well. Um, but I can throw the the matrix in the wind. I, I love that disc, the proton one. It is just amazing. It was great, great, great for me yesterday. All right, so let's talk about drivers and and start with fairways. So I'm going to give some advice here, and this is based on me who's been playing for two and a half years and just people I've talked to and things I've picked up on. So take it with a grain of salt, but I think it's pretty good advice that, like I said before, if you have a disc that brings you joy, throw it. Like over on the wall there, I have a factory second Blizzard T-Bird that I picked up at Play It Again Sports after I'd been back into the sport for maybe, I don't know, like a month or so. And it was kind of the first disc that I could I could kind of throw far, and it, it like did things a little more consistently than some of my other discs. I'd been throwing nothing but a beast, a champion beast, Barry Schultz, champion <laughs> beast, also on the wall. <laughs> and I still love that disc. That disc was really awesome, but it, it kind of opened this whole other world to me, and I, I was really excited. So here here's the advice: if you find that you have a driver and you can't really get it to do what the flight numbers say, that's okay, but it's probably a good idea to maybe think about either disking down or finding a driver that suits you a little better. So that's going to be, you know, different arm speeds, like something that's very understable for slower arm speeds is going to go straighter and farther and maybe hyzer a little bit. And that that's okay. Like that's a really, really good place to start. But if you are throwing like a speed nine disc and it's going further or as far as a speed 13 disc for you, you probably don't need the speed 13 disc. (laughs) I personally, I've got a couple 11 speed discs in my bag and the weight of the disc and the plastic of the disc matters too, because generally speaking, a lighter weight, faster disc is not going to throw like a heavier faster disc. It just kind of depends. Um, but I, I mostly throw fairways. 
my main distance driver is an insanity and that's speed nine ish like it, again flight numbers are all relative but uh i carry those in the 150 weight and that that's as fast as i go right now like hopefully i will continue to develop my form but i might you know just always throw these lesser discs like i was talking earlier about the fission tesla i don't have to try very hard to throw that and it's kind of nice like you know <laughs> my arm doesn't get as tired i am getting older i am not as young as i used to be and having some of these like slower lighter discs that i can i mean i can absolutely get my insanity farther than um some of my slower speed fairways so that tells me okay it's good i have this disc it does something different than my slower speeds um but anyway i love fairway drivers that's totally my jam that's where i'm gonna live most of the time and i carry a couple very 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 understable ones it's the the mvp signal which i can't encourage you enough to check out that disc it is so so good love that disc um and then my kind of my more straight to stable is my Axiom Crave. Again, it's super lightweight, but it, it flies really nice and stable for me. I can't throw it in a headwind. It's going to turn, <laughs> but it generally works really well. And then I love Electron Volts. Those are totally my jam. Again, in the 150s, those are, those are a little bit faster uh, and take a little bit more arm speed to get rolling, um, but they work really, really well for me. And then I just do not throw a ton of overstable stuff. I find that I can kind of generally control my angles. I have things when I have to be overstable, but I do sometimes bag an MVP resistor, which I actually brought with me yesterday to the tournament because there was this one tee shot that I was going to use it for. But it was really funny because we got to the tee and it's like, oh yeah, it's still kind of winter. And like there was nothing in the way of me just throwing the Tesla, how I wanted to throw it. Like, I'm like, I actually don't need a hook left as, as bad because I can see this window where I can just go where I need to go and it worked out fine. Um, so those are what I throw. And then I, I also throw an MVP photon. That is the most overstable thing in my bag. A shout out to Elaine King who just got her first signature disc with MVP, which is also their first signature disc. And uh, I throw a fission photon signature of hers that's brand new and again it's like 146 grams and it is stable oh, wow. as heck like I, I tried it out in a headwind before the tournament and I knew I was going to be fine it's bananas and then I throw my plasma one uh 50s as well and they also work really really good so that's a lot of mumbling about drivers from me so Lupe <laughs> talk to us about your drivers because you have a totally different philosophy than yeah. I do which is awesome I have a ton of drivers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but um I will not throw anything higher than a nine speed mm -hmm. i just don't because i know that my arm is not at that point yet right. um i've been playing for three years and i can still comfortably tell you that when i look at a disc that says 10 i turn around yeah i'm like no i'm not doing this <laughs> it doesn't matter how light it is i try to bolt ones i don't uh -huh. know how fast that is i think it's between 11 and 13 yeah. a bolt air and yeah i was like i tried it out i'm like wow this is awful <laughs> For me, it's a great disc for yeah. many other people, but for me, it just wasn't what I needed. Yeah. So um, I have an FD, the C-Line Luster, um, it, and I actually have it in a 168. So I've been finding that discs that I felt like didn't really work well for me in the past when I was throwing them at max weight, if I bring down this, the weight, mm. I can kind of get them to do something a little better for me. Yeah. I haven't been able to do that with high speed discs, but the lower speed yep. discs, I have found that that helps me a lot. Yeah. So if you're having trouble with your um, heavy max weight, just because it's windy, don't be afraid to bring down yep. that weight, even like 10 grams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's helped me. Um, I throw an underworld for my understable shots. 
the Maverick has kicked out an Explorer I used mm-hmm. to have. I'm really, really liking the Maverick. Just the feel in the hand is much nicer than the Explorer was for me. And again, a lot of these discs are based on feel. Um, I have a hatchet, which I adore. Love the <laughs> I adore my hatchets. Yeah. Goldline hatchets are my absolute favorite. And those I do throw at a max weight mm-hmm. just because I, I feel really comfortable with those at that mm-hmm. weight. Um, I just put a getaway in my bag, a Lucid X, and I'm really liking the way that Mm -hmm. flies. I'm not 100% sure I'm going to keep it, but I really do like it. Mm -hmm. Um, I throw an FD3 for my uh, forehand shots. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like how flat it is, and it's a max weight. It's really beefy, but it's kind of beaten now, so it's not as overstable as it used to be, which brings me to my last disc. (laughs) I picked up a DD Pioneer in a Mm. 171. And it's mad understable and yeah. super flat, hmm. so much pl- flatter than my FD3. And I'm really, really liking right it on. for my forehand shots. Yeah. So you have some more understable stuff in your bag than you used to. Because, like, yeah. you you have a, a good forehand, so your bag building is going to be a little bit different because yeah. you don't have to. Like, I have to have discs that I can throw for turnovers because my forehand <laughs> is not there yet. Uh, so what made you put more understable stuff in there? Being, uh, I really need to learn how to Anheuser. Yeah. I cannot depend solely on my forehand, no matter how good it is or how um, how comfortable I've been with it in the past, just mm-hmm. because I want to be a well-rounded yeah. player. Yeah. So if I can throw a nice understable disc that's going to help me get that Anheuser sure. line, I'm going to be perfectly fine with that. And also because I have a lower arm speed, mm-hmm. it's going to fly further for yeah, me than an overstable disc. Right. And especially mm-hmm. with uphill shots like yesterday at, at mm-hmm. Centennial, my um, underworld was, and my patrols were really workhorses. Yes, yeah. right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right, Des, what about you? So I actually do throw a Innova T-Bird. I know Heck, that awesome. you were knocking on it. No, I was not knocking on it. I love the T-Bird. I love the T-Bird. I do. I love it. It's my wind disc whenever it's windy. I love it. It soars. Um, and occasionally I can get a really strong rip on it. And it can fly pretty far. And it's only a seven-speed disc. Yeah. And, you know, just crank it out there it's it's my orange disc so we're always mm-hmm. like where's yep. the orange disc yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but i love it it's it's one of my go-tos it's yeah. actually one that i also carry a backup in my bag mm-hmm. and then i've really gotten into throwing an escape i'm mm-hmm. it's a fusion plastic right now that i'm fl- throwing and i love it it's a you know a nine speed it's a little a um, bit more up there um and it just glides for days is what I really mm-hmm. like about that. I love getting the glide out of that. And um, I've actually started with a getaway as well. I was just going to break in <laughs> when you were talking about it. It's a speed up from the escape mm-hmm. and it's got similar glide characteristics to it. Yes. It's a little bit more stable is what I like about that yeah. too. What is it? Minus 0.5 yeah. and then three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit more stable. Um, I I used that in our last tournament mm-hmm. out in the conditions. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> it held pretty good in the wind and yeah. I really enjoyed that. So I want to get that into my bag more than it currently mm-hmm. is. Um, my under 
staple that I throw a lot is my um, Innova Sidewinder. Yep. I'm a big Sidewinder fan. It's one of my first discs that I got from my friend when I first started was his Sidewinder. And I actually lost it at Swope during Corporate Challenge because somebody picked it up. Yeah. That's how far (laughs) through it somebody picked it up. (laughs) But I have a new one in the bag and I've I've thrown that for years and it's my go-to when I'm needing distance Mm -hmm. and I don't have to worry about out of bounds going to the right. right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But when I need to focus back into my game, it's one of my reliable discs that I I, um, crank out. And then um, the Maverick and Out is making an appearance in my bag. I I got it as part of the hand eye subscription, and that's Mm. how I was. I'm getting some new discs from DD through them. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great subscription for learning discs. And you know, obviously, the the good advice just generally about putting your bag together is that you want to have a disc for every shot that you need. Mm-hmm. And for some people, that's going to be a whole lot of different discs, and that's totally fine. Um, and then for other people, it's going to be about getting a disc that you know can do a bunch of different things mm-hmm. and controlling that disc. And I'm I'm on that side of the, the fence right now um, just because I feel like being more comfortable with each disc and you know, my angles and all of that is going to make me a better player, but it just also works better for how I play. Real quick, any non-disc essential bag items? Why don't you hit me with like one or two things real quick? What do you got, Lupe? Um, I have my first mini ever that I ever used. I like to carry it with me um, just for just for fun. I don't even use it. I, like I use it. a Launchpad Gateway Mini that yeah. I got in uh, the Diva Fio Players Pack. Um, I have a Field Notes Expedition, which is the edition that mm-hmm. um, you can write in the rain and all that stuff. Because as awesome as disk is, I do not want to have my phone out because right. one, I lose everything. And two, I like <laughs> I like to write things down. I'm yeah. a notebook and pen and yeah. paper person. Yeah, so no, to me, awesome. I don't want to right. put anything on disk. And then last but not least, I have this really cool brass bag tag that uh, my roommate gave me for Christmas. And it says on it, it's engraved. It says, this bag isn't yours. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have that, that tag. I, I have it. That. <laughs> what about you? Well, I, I have my clipboard that I got yep. from Diva Fever a couple years a ago. Hey, I, 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 yeah, when we play, I feel like we use my clipboard. You know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so clipboard is very helpful to have. Um, I also have like a little mini first aid kit in my bag of like band aids and yeah. really lip balm. <laughs> I use things for hand sanitizer. Yes, yes. I think without you. I think I have given it. I think it's the mom in me yes, when I play. For real. Yeah. So I have that in there, uh, and I would also say, what else I have? Um, a sharpie. Oh yes, I do have a sharpie because yep. you never know when you wipe your name off your yep. disc occasionally yep. when it's mm-hmm. wet. Or you get a new one. Yep. Oh, yes. You stop at the store before a round and yep. just scribble it in real fast. Yep. That's that's always helpful. And you never know when your card mates need it, too. Yeah, that's yep. true. 
Awesome. And I'll give a quick shout out to Crispy and Paul, who always says, bring four more towels than you think you need, because that has been my life so far this year. And I did not in my first tournament, but I have all the towels in my bag all the time, and I'm dreaming of a day that that won't be necessary. I'm also really, really excited about uh, sunscreen sticks are a thing now. There's mineral ones, and I have that in my bag, and lip balm. I'm so bad about remembering to like protect my lips, and Mm -hmm. I'm always sad the next day. So there you go. All right, good discussion, everybody. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, Coach Nova's Red Hot Tip Top Tips. <laughs> the Kansas City Disc Golf Divas are passionate about creating unforgettable disc golf experiences for women and girls of all ages. Join the Divas on May 11th for the fifth annual Diva Spring Fever held at Rosedale Park in Kansas City. This women's two-round event is part of the Heartland Women's Series and sure to be one of the highlights of your disc golf season. To register or to sponsor the event, visit igotthefeva.com. That's igotthefeva.com, where you can also keep updated on women's league nights, upcoming diva events, and volunteer opportunities. It's time for Coach Nova's Red Hot Tip Top Tips. Quick clips of gripping tips and surprising advising with no compromising. Coming to you bi-weekly on the Ladies of the Chain. Hey everybody, Coach Nova here. It's springtime in the northern hemisphere and autumn in the southern one, and that means it's time for the wind to blow. Would you like to spare yourself some grief and knock in some easy putts on windy days? Then when you're shooting for the putting circle, whether it's on a big drive or an upshot, try to position your landing spot so that the wind will be at your back when you putt. I'll explain why. When the wind is blowing hard and you're putting, There's three basic situations, wind in your face, wind blowing side to side from the left or the right, and wind at your back. When the wind's in your face, it's resisting the flight of your putter. You've got to throw harder to get there, and that means less control. Also, get just a little nose up or a little nose down angle on that thrown putter, and your putter's sailing over the top or getting shoved into the ground. Worse yet, if the wind is in your face and you hit high in the chains, the wind can blow the disc right out of the chains and back at you. From the left or the right, the risk is that if you don't keep your throw perfectly level, the wind will be shoving your disc down from above, or getting underneath, and lofting it up, up, and away. You can find yourself blown all the way out of the circle, and looking at a 40-foot headwind comebacker. Not good. Being blown out of the chains is also a risk, but not so much as with a headwind. With the wind at your back... The wind is pushing the disc straight to the basket, and when it hits the chains, the wind is pinning the disc in place. Plus, tailwind throws have less aerodynamic lift, so a miss is more likely to flop down close by and leave you with just a short tap-in. Putting your drives and upshots into circle one is tip-top, but taking the wind out of the equation is red-hot tip-top. Back to you, Becca. And we're back with our upcoming tournaments and ladies league spotlight. So like Lupe mentioned before, I really wanted to highlight our local league that is starting back up tomorrow, which is the uh, Kansas City Divas League. And we haven't given her a shout out too much yet this this season. And I just always want to give a shout out to Rhonda Crosby. Um, If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be sitting here. This podcast wouldn't exist. 
you know, I wouldn't know these people. <laughs> like I literally <laughs> met both of you at Divas events. It would not yeah. be a thing. Um, so uh, yeah, Rhonda and Ben Crosby are just wonderful, wonderful people. And they, uh, yeah, she runs a great league. It's really, really fun. Um, you know, something that she did in the past. And honestly, I think we were going to do this year. It's just the weather was that bad over the winter that we couldn't have Sunday league. Mm-hmm. But I would also not have been able to go to league because I work Monday uh, afternoons and evenings, so I can't go through the spring and summer except for Memorial Day and Labor Day. But since she did the Sunday one, I was I was able to attend, you know, and get to know everybody. So shout out to Rhonda. And yeah, if you're in the Kansas City area starting tomorrow at Rosedale Park at 6 p.m. every Monday, get there a little early uh, for Divas League. I also want to... Again, just invite absolutely everybody to our Diva Spring Fever tournament that's happening uh, May 11th. And we're at like 90-ish people and we cap out at 144 because we're uh, they're running a couple different courses. So please come. It's wonderful. It's a really, really good time. Uh, I've Everybody loves this tournament. It's lots and lots and lots of women's first tournament and uh, a lot of women's favorite tournament of the year. So please, please come. And I have an exciting announcement. So we're going to be hosting a clinic this year. I'm really excited about it. Uh, The Friday before the Diva Spring Fever, so May 10th, there's a doubles run by Launchpad Disc Golf from noon to four. You can also check in during that time. And then at five o'clock, we're going to have a clinic and our featured clinician is going to be reigning FJ18 world champion, Cynthia Ricciotti. And I am so, so excited that she's going to come out and do a clinic for us. Uh, For the first 40 people that show up, you get a free aviator disc courtesy of DD with a sticker pack. And they're going to be super fun to like just decorate and throw and have fun with. So (laughs) it's going to be a great event for, you know, all ages. I would say especially any uh, young people in your life that you want to introduce to disc golf or just throwing a disc. Uh, Cynthia is very inspirational. She's already done just so much in her career and she's very, very good. Uh, So please, please, please come out to that. I also want to highlight the uh, off the chain tournament that's happening in Ankeny, Iowa on April 27th. That's really starting to come up here. Um, So definitely check out that all women's tournament. And then Cheryl Pesker reached out to me. She is TDing the Mixed Up in the Queen City tournament on May 19th at Kilbourne Park in Charlotte. And it's It's a mixed doubles tournament, and it's benefiting the Kidney Cancer Association. It's $30 per team with an optional $2 ace pool, and whole sponsorship is $25. And there's raffle prizes available, and it's a trophy-only event. Uh, You can find that on Disc Golf Scene. And uh, shout-out to Sarah Lamberson of PDGA Radio, who also ran a mixed doubles tournament over the weekend. And I think those are so great. I think having more Mm -hmm. of those is a great way to get more women playing, and they're just really fun. I love looking at the team names because, again, I am a nerd and let's not talk about how much time I spend on PDGA.com because it is a lot. (laughs) But but I just I would love to see more of that. Okay, so speaking of PDGA.com, that brings us to our FPO recaps uh, section. And we had a few uh, A tiers over the weekend, as well as the college championships. And there were some things that I wanted to highlight. So we're going to talk uh, let's start with Texas States. There's video coverage of MPO lead card from Jomez, so you can kind of go and look at what this course was about because <laughs> it's kind of crazy. But I'm really, really excited about the women's field, and I'm actually going to go through everybody who cashed because it's actually kind of cool. 
uh, to talk about because there's some really notable stuff in here. So Sarah Hokum won by three strokes and it's her first win of the year. First win with MVP. So shout out to Sarah. That's awesome. Really exciting. And guys, this course is so hard. Oh my gosh. Like it looks really fun because again, it's mostly wooded and like I said, I'm getting really excited about woods golf again, but it is hard. (laughs) Really, really hard. Anyway. uh, And then Rebecca Cox got second place which is fantastic she had really great second and third rounds uh she grabbed a couple birdies today on on holes that uh, other people weren't really getting birdies on uh texas's own lisa fakus took third place which i was also really happy to see um i believe she led everyone in circle one putting um really cool really good stuff to see her she kind of had a little bit of a slow start to the season so i think it's picking up for her and then tied for fourth we had valerie maguano say that for me again lupe Mandujano. Thank you. <laughs> um, and Valerie uh, competed out at uh, AM Worlds last year. I believe she came in third and her sister came in first. And uh, she's a young player out of Texas. I don't actually know exactly how old she is, but we're going to s- continue to see her um, and hopefully her sister here out uh, at more of these pro events because they're playing pro now. So yeah, shout out to Valerie. That is fantastic. She's also from Texas. And then uh, Jessica Weiss tied for fourth with her. Mm-hmm. And then speaking of last year's AM Worlds, I was very excited to see uh, Deanna Carey take sixth place. Um, she took second last year and uh she again is now playing pro i don't know if she's i think she's touring i don't know how fully touring she is i'll check into that but shout out to her that's fantastic and then seventh place and in the cash is lauren butler and lauren's been playing really good this year um she's cashed now at her last three events and she's been playing above her rating i know she's coming out for the the kansas city wide open and yeah shout out to lauren that's really awesome and then rounding out the cash in eighth place is our guest from last week, Christina Linthicum, and she had mentioned that this was the tournament she was most looking forward to, so I was happy to see her uh, land in the cash. So well played, ladies. Really, really good job. Out at the Jacksonville Open was also a very exciting event. <laughs> um, so Ellen Widboom was leading through the first two rounds, but then Elaine uh, tied for the hot round in the third round with, with Madison Walker, I believe, and tied her, and they went to a playoff. Wow. Wow. And Ellen ultimately prevailed. So shout out to Ellen. I believe this is her first A-tier win of the year, so that's fantastic. And then Elaine ultimately took second place after after the playoff, and then Madison Walker took third. And then the Daniel Bow. We are here in the Midwest. They are on the West Coast. I don't know what happened, but I will will, uh, post on Facebook later tonight when I find out. Uh, But Jen Allen and Vanessa Van Dyken were both playing very, very well and very excited to see Jen at more events kind of in a different part of the country, though sad she's not as much in our part of the country anymore. Um, But she's been playing just phenomenally um lately since she moved to to arizona and uh, vanessa van dyke has been playing great this year fully on tour i'm really excited to see her out there and then finally we had a major this week and it was the college championships and i it i think that investing in college disc golf is really smart i would have loved to play on a collegiate disc golf team are you kidding me (laughs) back when i had energy and was a young person so hopefully we'll continue to see this grow there were there were 18 women and something that pga dga did this year that i think was really smart is they changed it from having to bring a women a women's team of four players to a women's team of two players so more schools could um participate Oh, very and cool. uh, yeah. yeah, shout out to Maddie Chitwood. She is your 
2019 college champion. And tied for second place were Hannah Trost and Riley Warren. And then the women's team uh, event, Southern Arkansas won, followed by Liberty A team took second place and Oregon A team took third place. I'm still a little confused on how team disc golf works, but it sounds awesome. So (laughs) shout out to all the collegiate competitors and hopefully we will see uh, that grow. Well, ladies, we've made it to the final of the podcast. Thank you both so much again for being here. And yeah, Lupe, do you have any shout outs? Yes, I'd like to thank my sponsor, my employers. <laughs> hey, HR Block, what, what? Division B, I believe, this year. Nice, nice. Very um, good. But yeah, uh, I just want to thank everybody who is working hard to pull off the Diva Fever this yes. year. So Crispian, Jamie Crosby, uh, Rhonda Crosby, of course, Ben mm-hmm. and Quaid, mm-hmm. Um if I forgot anyone, Ron RC, Ron the Cosgrove. Yep, yeah. Cosgrove. Um, you guys are all amazing. And thank you so much for taking time out of your busy lives to help put this event yes. on. And Tina Patterson. Yes. And Jerry Tina Patterson. Sure. Shout outs for you, Desiree. I feel like I should also shout out my employer. <laughs> <laughs> Since I've been eat, eating, breathing, and sleeping yes. corporate challenge right now right. as a coordinator for Disc Golf. AMC, what, what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what division? We are C. Um, Also, shout out to my husband, Craig, who watches my daughter, Clementine, in order for me to be able to play. Go, Craig. (laughs) Team Craig. Yes, definitely Team Craig. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Ladies of the Chains podcast. Thank you to DZ Discs, where the disc you see is the disc you get. And you can use the code guitar at checkout. If you are a new customer, you get $5 off $25. If you like the podcast, if you would be so kind to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you are listening, that helps other people find us. We love hearing from listeners. Please reach out to us on social media, or you can email me at ladiesofthechains at gmail.com. Check your feed next Monday when we'll have a new feature interview. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Play some disc golf, and we'll see you next time here on the Ladies of the Chains Disc Golf Podcast. <laughs>